What's up, guys, and welcome to episode four of the By Steve podcast, uh, which you'll find on Spotify and various other podcast providers. If you want to catch up on the social media side of what we are up to, you can get us on Instagram at the By Steve podcast. Or if you're interested in some of the other social side of what we deliver, you can follow the at trained by steve podcast uh which is my strength and conditioning page uh and my work day-to-day work page uh so what do we look at in episode four there's just myself here today and i am dropping in with what hopefully will be a short punchy catch up on the maxi basketball great britain over 40s team catch up Uh, For those of you that don't know, uh, my name is Steve Foster. I am a basketball player. Um, I will be flying out to Argentina in just over four weeks uh, as part of the Great Britain over 40s basketball team to compete at the FIMBA World Championships. Uh, We are heading just outside, I say just outside, four hours outside Buenos Aires, um to a place called Maya del Plata I believe if I've pronounced that right I've probably got it wrong again um seems to be the general trend that I actually have no idea where I'm going to be truthfully honest um but when I get there um I will definitely know what is up Maya del Plata just checked yes that's where I'm going um so The reason for the catch-up, last night we had the draw of who we will be playing. There's 26 teams um, in the over 40s category and uh, last night via YouTube, uh, Fimba did a little live YouTube draw thing. Um, I was fast asleep, I'm not going to lie, I've been at work since 5 in the morning uh, and it was on quite late. Um, But we found out that we play uh, Mexico. Uh, we play Jordania, or Jordan, I believe. I don't know uh, what the correct pronunciation is now, um, which is very ignorant of me, so I apologise in advance, or not in advance. Uh, and uh, we also play Argentina. Uh, they've got a few teams in there. Um, I think they've got like an A, B, C, D team. Um, we are playing what I think is the D team. I'm not too sure what the difference is. Uh, I will tell you after the fact when we play them if there is a standard difference or if it is just four or five amazing teams and they just drew numbers or letters out of a hat to uh, to see who was who. Um, so we are, as I say, four weeks away. Um, and I think like the reality is now uh, everything's a bit real. Shit got real. Um And we're in the trenches. Um, It's Thursday evening. Uh, I'm in the middle of the week, pretty much, between two big GB camps. Uh, We was away in Nottingham last weekend, and we will be the same this weekend uh, with a friendly and a training day this weekend coming. We had two friendlies last weekend. Um, And we are in the trenches. 
we are in the trenches. This week's been tough. Um, and for those of you that um, have either listened to some of the stuff before or follow some of my social media, you know that I am happily open and here to talk about emotions. And this week has been a struggle. Uh, I got on the struggle bus on Monday morning and it's Thursday evening and I think I've maybe just come out the other end, although I've got another day's work. Um, and it's been a tough week. It's been a tough week. We we had two friendlies last weekend. Uh, we lost on Saturday um, and we won on Sunday, um, which, you know, when you split the difference, um, it's not bad. Preparational games, obviously, you live and you learn. But I think it was more the manner in which we lost on Saturday. Um, collectively, 12 guys didn't really turn up, I don't think. And I don't think any of our teammates are necessarily um, offended by me saying that. Uh, we all had to go to our hotel rooms um, Saturday night. A little bit of reflection, I think, uh, definitely on my part. Um, and we came back Sunday morning. We won on Sunday um, with a different attitude and, I guess, um, a different minimum standard of effort, which we know is required now. Um, but that may change, obviously, when we get to Argentina. We might see the standards and we know that we need to try, try even harder, which is um, probably quite an obvious thing. Nobody's flying out there to have a holiday. Um, but it's been interesting. Um, at a later date, we will cover the greater the greater aspects of how this uh, how this journey has gone for me through the Maxi Basketball Program. Um, but this is just more an insight to what's going on right now. Um, it's tough. Uh, anybody that's played any kind of like competitive sports know that uh, performance is key. Um, and when you're playing team sports, performance is key because you're letting other people down or not or overperforming, or you're trying to draw people up, drag them up, balance them out. You're trying to make somebody else better. Um, and you're just trying to bring out, as my teammate Scotty Too Hotty from Scotland says, uh, make everybody an MVP in their role. And that's hard. Um, that's hard when you have to be the best version of yourself to make everybody else the best version of themselves and also run in a system um, which your coach puts you in. Um, this whole process for me has been massively uncomfortable. Um, our head coach, Jesse, uh, has seen something that he likes uh, as a basketball player within me from the start of this program. And having gone to the Europeans and a couple of mini tournaments, I have ended up in the World Championship team. Um, and sometimes I just wonder why. Uh, this week was tough. Uh, we all played equal minutes on Saturday. Uh, Sunday was a bit rougher. Um, and the minutes and the rotations were spread differently, which was tough for me because uh, I think I didn't really play as much as I would have liked. But I actually played better in the shorter minutes on Sunday than I did in the more minutes on the Saturday, which is interesting. Um, and I think... Trying to find your role, whatever that may be within a team, is always difficult, even when that's explained to you. Um, and this week, I think I've just been a bit emotional because I don't really know where I fit, or I didn't really know where I fit. I wasn't sure. Maybe I thought I knew where I fitted, and then I didn't fit that way. And it's been a bit of a, a reflective week. Um, 
training has been super hard um, and I did plan on doing this podcast a few weeks ago um, the difference being is that we knew that the, the teams were going to get drawn into groups um, and I wanted to kind of combine that and I did a bit of a QA and a um, on Instagram on what people may or may not have wanted to hear about along this process um, so there's a couple of people um, who or a few people who asked some questions uh, which I'm going to cover um, and that in itself uh, will give you an insight to how hard I've been working um, and also I suppose part of the preparational period um, towards these friendlies and flying out to Argentina and I guess my expectations of what I want from myself what I think my teammates want from me and what I think the coaching team wants for me um, and I think I don't think I know all of the players have approached this whole process differently um, and I think this week my reflection is that I'm quite tired now um, and maybe you'll understand why so one of the questions that was asked a couple of weeks ago was can you explain your preparation for this pro for the maxi program since knowing that you were selected in January so we're in July pretty much just about to turn into August that's seven months um, the process was we went through a selection and we found out January, February that uh, what the squad and the team was going to look like. And at that point in time, I took everything uh, pretty much as seriously as I could. So I'm an S&C guy. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. But at that point, I took on a strength and conditioning coach. Um, so I have been following another coach's preparational program to keep me honest, to hold me accountable. Um, and that has involved like two to three lifting days a week or kind of like prehab stuff in the gym as well, along with all of the basketball that I play, which on essence, on average, sorry, is like six to eight hours a week. So I'll just remind you that this is over 40s basketball. So I'm 43 and I got eight hours of basketball in my legs every week. And then I've got probably another four to five hours of lifting um, plus stretching and recovery. Um, so in theory, I've been training like a full-time athlete almost for like six months now and my body hurts. I have a physio as well uh, who I see right now once a week uh, and historically as and when, so maybe once a month, but that's now been upped because of the aches and pains and the training uh, aggressiveness to try and kind of get as in shape as impossible, uh, as as in shape as possible. Um, and as part of that, taking on a strength and conditioning coach, I also also took on a nutritionist, um, which in itself has been quite difficult. Um, so for the last six months, there's been a nutrition plan. There's been a coach that I'm accountable to as well. There are basketball coaches that I'm accountable to. And I am accountable to 30 hours of one-to-one -one and online clients per week. So a lot of accountability across the board. Um, but the the answer to the question is, how did I prepare myself? Is I, I gave the responsibility to be looked after to in two or three other people who have absolutely smashed it out of the park and prepared me as well as they can. But with that, becomes a lot of responsibility my side of things to complete tasks get things done 
and stay honest to them and make sure that I'm kind of staying like as on track as possible. Now, both of these coaches have been amazing. Uh, they also are grown like me. So they're full grown adults with expectations of high standards, but also an understanding of reality and what life has to uh, to throw at us sometimes. So they've both been very fair, but uh, also very harsh at times. So four weeks out, pretty much as fit as I'm going to get now. I've got a couple more weeks of hard training. But as I said earlier, um, in the trenches, um, sprint workouts, hill sprints, long cardio conditioning, um, basketball, plyometrics, weightlifting, um, and it takes its toll. Uh, so the preparation has been done pretty much now, but I would say to anybody, like it's not easy. And it's made me really reflect, I suppose, on the life of an athlete, if you class us as athletes now. Um, but the life of an athlete, it's it's not something that I experienced in my younger years at this level. Um, but it's been very, very overwhelming. Um, so it's been tough. But we are there or thereabouts. Um, but then one of the other questions that was asked uh, was how how do you stay mentally engaged over such a long period of time? Which is quite an interesting question, like even for the most sane of people. Uh, again, just reflecting back again, like for, for anyone that knows me, like I uh, am open to talk about kind of mental health um, and the trials and tribulations that come with that. And I think if if I'd plotted on a graph over the last six months, there's probably been periodical wobbles, I guess, of like every six to eight weeks where I've kind of fallen off a little bit. The training focus has not been there. The love for basketball has fallen off. Um, the desire to eat cake and just live a life of a, an average person has been quite high. Um, and I had quite an interesting conversation early on with my nutritionist. Uh, we'd been kind of working together for a couple of months. Um, and he sent me the, the weekly questionnaire. And my response was, Food's been great. I've kept everything on track. Blah de blah de blah. Talked all about the nutrition stuff. Mentally, it's not been a great week. I don't know what to do about X, Y, and Z. Uh, can you help? And this was the point that our relationship became even greater. Um, because in the first instance, uh, they were like, well, I don't really deal with emotions. So that's me, maybe a conversation for somebody else. Um, and then said person reflected and came back and was like, actually, it was wrong of me to say that. Let's go for a coffee and have a chat. And at that point, I was like, ah, I'm rubbish at basketball. I ate three donuts last week. This, that, the other, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how to cope with all of these things. My feet hurt. Um, and that enabled us actually to move our, our relationship forward um, because it enabled them to understand me a little bit more. Um, but I think anybody that competes at high level sports or just sports in general, it's, it's not easy to stay mentally focused for long periods of time. Um, and again, this has really made me aware of the fact that, you know, a season is long, a preparational season is long when you're playing kind of like social sports, um, and you're playing with your mates and you're playing for fun, but trying to win. But then as soon as, 
the the direction of kind of competition changes to what we would constitute as elite level sports the amount of stress and anxiety that kind of comes with that is kind of like fuel on a fire um and i suppose like that in itself just leads to more mental kind of like tiredness i suppose like i wouldn't say i'm stressed but what I do know is that my mental fatigue is high at times because I'm thinking about my performance. I'm thinking about my basketball training. I'm thinking about my nutrition. I'm thinking about my work. I'm thinking about my family. Um, and trying to wade through that when you're trying to compete at the highest level uh, is is so hard. And I say that as, uh, at this point in time, a single man with no children. Um, and some of my teammates... I've got wives, they've got kids, they've got different marital situations. Some some have got one kid, some have got four. And I just wonder how they do it. I really do. Because at times, I am just coming home and going to sleep. Uh, because I'm just so tired. Um, so the ways that I try and combat that, obviously I like doing other things that I enjoy. So I really like listening to music, really like reading. But when you don't have time for that, it's really hard to fit in uh, the things that enable you to have that kind of self-care. Um, and the one thing that I am learning day on day on day is to try and make time for that um, and try and make the most of it when you can do it as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's an, an interesting part of the journey. Um, and then one of the other questions that I continually get continually get asked now what are you going to do after Argentina, Steve? What are you going to do when this is all over? And it's a it's a question that I actually have no answer to. And I can say that somebody asked me this via Instagram the other week. And then also, a lot of my clients now, because it's getting so close to like going to Argentina, they're like, oh, what are you going to do afterwards? And I honestly have no capacity to even think about that right now which is quite interesting because it's not that far away in essence I fly in four weeks time I'll be back in seven weeks and then life will turn back to whatever normality is post basketball tournament now there is a European competition next year which I can try and um, get selected for but again I don't really have the capacity to think about that um, so when people say to me, what are you going to do after Argentina? Um, when you come back, what what is on your plan? What is in your diary? I think the the honest answer there is just to make sure that I have some fun. Relationships have been parked. I've missed social events. Um, I've given up doing certain things at certain points. Um, and I've not entertained friends and family when usually I would have because of the bigger picture of what I want out of Argentina. And as a player on this team, my expectation of myself is to be the best version of myself, to be the fittest version of myself and play the best basketball that I can play. And how I go about that and how somebody else goes up, goes about that is totally different. So... You know, some of my teammates may think, well, you've taken this too seriously. You should still live your life. And my friends and family definitely think that at times. 
but also like to do myself justice those are the choices that I've, I've had to make um and I think I'm very aware that after the fact like there's going to be a lull there's going to be an emotional dip and there's going to be a window of time where I probably don't know what to do um but I firmly believe that whatever happens that life gives you what you need at the right time um and when doors close doors open um so I'm trying to in this moment while everybody asks me what I'm going to do after Argentina just embrace the fact that this journey is still in full effect and um that I should just enjoy it as much as possible and figure out whatever else happens after that after that and I think that's probably um a good way to look at it right now um so yeah I think that's probably the end of that question and then we move into what shoes do you wear Steve what kind of basketball sneakers or basketball trainers do you wear while you're hooping um and that's an interesting one because I had a lot of trouble with this so I'm a firm believer that once you find a shoe that works for the basketball court stick with it buy a couple pairs wait for them to wear out try and find some more and then hopefully um something else comes along that works and fits your foot so things that I definitely know in the last two or three months the new Jason Tatum shoe is dog poo poo um hurt my heels hurt my Achilles felt like I was running on concrete and they lasted about 20 minutes before they went back in the box and then went straight back to Nike um what I do know that does work so the Luca Air Jordan 1 is amazing um I have two variants uh, or two variations of that in different colors which I absolutely love and will definitely be investing in some more of those especially when they go into the sale soon because the Luca 2 is just coming out um and also one of the hardest shoes to find at a decent price so if anybody can get me these I would love you is the Wiley Coyote Roadrunner LeBron James 18 low I think they are um got a pair of those they've got two holes in them the swooshes have fallen off they are absolutely battered there's a pair on eBay for like 260 and I'm like they're like 115 off the shelf come on now hook a brother up uh, no one's hooking a brother up um the GT jump was good to me for a while the uh, Jokic shoe uh when I felt like I needed a bit more stability so they're always a good shout as well but the air bubble didn't really last too well in those um and I think I've been through three pairs um so right now anything with an air bubble is a no because they pop um unless it's a big bubble um and it needs to be a low shoe now as well like the gt jumps quite high and i only ever really wear that when i know that i'm going to play like the five or the four man i need to be a bit more stable um but i know that when i'm set free on the court and i'm kind of like running a bit more like so i'm in the three four position the luca works really really well um it's quite light and spongy um and it's a it's a solid all-round shoe especially for a first um signature shoe for a player as well so i really quite enjoy that and they're affordable at like a hundred pounds um so that's a good shout um so that's like the shoe rotation um and again anybody that knows me knows that i'm a shoe guy 
but the difference between a street shoe and a court shoe are totally different. I am happily be a basic bish, uncourt, lungs are bright and colourful, um, if they serve their purpose. Um, off court, anyone who knows me again, bright colours, corduroy, Payton, Travis, whatever. I'm all for the colour shoes. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the shoe shoe portion covered. And then, why do you wear number ten, Steve? What is the per? What's the rationale behind wearing the number ten jersey? Well, there is no rationale. For fifteen to twenty years, I wore number twelve. And then I took a few years off and I came back uh, specifically for this program to to try and get into the GB squad. Um, not thinking that I would make it, but I did. And then it was like, you need to pick a jersey number. And I just wanted a change. Life had changed. My, my, my whole outlook on life had changed. Um, I was playing with different people. I was in a different environment. So it felt like I needed a different number. And uh, number 10 was chosen. Don't ask me why, not really sure, um, but it is what it is, that's what I wear now, and um, yeah, I'm super, super happy with that choice, I mean, as much as it makes any difference, the only superstition I have really over numbers is wearing two pairs of socks while I play basketball, obviously, um, so yes, yeah, so number 10 was uh, just a potluck pick after dropping number 12, um, and yeah, that's and that's stayed where it is. Um, and hopefully that number will bring me an element of luck as much as a jersey number does. Um, I'm sure the double layered socks are probably more helpful. Um, but we will we will see how everything fares when we when we fly out to Argentina in a few weeks. Um, we head into this weekend playing uh, Derby's Division One team, I believe, as a friendly on Sunday. Derby Blazers. Uh, if I remember right, um, that'll be interesting. Highly competitive game, uh, so it'll be good for us to to get a run out and see how competitive we can be against these guys. Obviously, as you can imagine, with us being a GB related team, everybody is coming to take our heads off, um, and we are just trying to uh, prove our our value out there every single session, every single day, every single game that we deserve to be out there. Um, so we will uh, we will feed back on how that game goes probably at a later date now. Um, I do envisage on doing a couple of podcasts maybe while I'm out in Argentina and doing some snippets from some other players as well um, just so we can get an insight to how, uh, how they're feeling and thinking during the process. Um, and uh, that's pretty much the update to be fair. It's a... Uh, a quick 30-minute check-in, GB Maxi 40s, flying out to Argentina in four weeks' time, 24th of August. Um, if anybody is looking to uh, sponsor or help us out, we are still looking for sponsors. Um, so contact me or the GB Maxi basketball organization. Um, again, social media links uh, are at podcast. Oh no, I'm lying to you. That's not the right terminology. Um, at the by Steve podcast, 
um, or go in with my other page, which is at Trained by Steve, um, where you will see what I'm up to on a day-to-day -day basis with my clients and my training for this process as well. Um, I would love to hear from anybody that would love to come on the podcast. Obviously, we're in our early days. This is only episode number four, um, but I am looking for people to talk to and uh, interview about all things basketball, fashion, music, and life. If you've got an interesting story and you want to bounce it off me, let's do it. Um, I'm going to sign off with this is the By Steve podcast. And I will speak to you all sooner rather than later. Take care and enjoy your upcoming weekends. Welcome to the My Steve Podcast.